0: Hi, I'm Marvelous Joe. And I'm his twin brother, Johnny DC. And together, we host the Dynamic Duel Podcast, a weekly show where we debate who has the superior characters between Marvel and DC. It's, it's Marvel. The correct answer is obviously Marvel. No, in reality, DC is better, which we help prove through stat-based simulations of battles between your favorite Marvel and DC characters. We give in-depth profiles of heroes such as Spider-Man and Batman, then discuss, as civilly as we can, who would win in a fight before running a Monte Carlo simulation that reveals who would actually win. In addition to these dual episodes, we also review the latest Marvel and DC films to hit theaters, as well as some of your favorite movies and shows from the past. So if you're a fan of either Marvel or DC, or a fan of both, we'd love to have you come listen as we have a blast every Tuesday. Though really, if you think about it, who's a fan of just DC? Uh, Smart people. Attractive people. The list goes on. Check out Dynamic Duel at dynamicduel.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the Trivia Podcast, where I ask you questions about stuff you might not even know watch tv shows and movies hello and welcome to the tv and movie trivia podcast i'm your host brian sheehan and in this episode i'll be asking questions from spider-man into the spider-verse celebrating i believe at this point the second movie that has hopefully come out by now uh our guest today is marvelous joe from the podcast dynamic duel a dc vs marvel podcast joe thank you for being here Thanks for having me again, Brian. Uh, I know that you squeezed me in here so that I could uh, be part of this Spider-Man episode. I really appreciate it because this movie is awesome. And uh, I I think the trivia is going to be awesome too. Let's talk about this movie here for a second. Uh, I thought this movie, okay, I was rewatching some, you know what I was watching for the first time, some Marvel movies that I hadn't seen yet from phase four. Uh, I saw Black Panther 2 recently Uh and thought it had a really strong first half and maybe not as strong second half? Uh, Wow, well, I, I kind of feel like the opposite. Really? Okay. It was the, Really, it was the second act that kind of dropped the ball in terms of that movie. Because I thought it had a great opening in terms of the tribute to Chadwick Boseman and the introduction really to Namor and everything like that. And then once we got around the Riri R- Williams part, it kind of felt like it dipped a little bit. But then once you got up to the final battle, I thought it finished pretty strong. So, Okay, well... For this movie, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, um, I thought it had a good beginning, but a really great end. I loved the finale of this whole movie. This is the best Spider-Man movie, you know, it, <laughs> and it, I don't know if that's controversial to say, but I think, yeah, I like this one more than any of the live action films that that have come out. Uh, that's not to say, you know... Uh, that I don't enjoy watching those other films where I thought they were bad. But the way this movie, like, just really captures that feeling of wanting to be Spider-Man and that you can be Spider-Man and gets that message across, I thought is, it is just second to none. This this movie was excellent. I enjoyed watching it again. Uh, still a couple things that caught me off guard. I think I'd only seen this in theaters and this was my oh only second time watching it, which I love so much. I'm really looking forward to the second one, which I believe has maybe just come out at when this episode releases. Across the Spider-Verse? Yes. Yeah, when does that come out? That comes out on June 2nd. Okay, this episode comes out June 6th. Oh, there you go. All right. N- man. Um, and I have to say another thing about this movie that I absolutely love is noir Spider-Man. Spider-Man noir voiced by Nicolas Cage. <laughs> it's so cool. They need to make like a whole spinoff of him. They could do a spinoff like series or movie. It's on its own. I was thinking exactly the same thing. And just recently, we're recording this in March. So, uh, you know, I don't know how recent this news will be from when this episode comes out in June. But I did hear that I think Amazon might be making a live action series based on Spider-Man Noir. I heard that as like last week, I think that news dropped, which surprised me because you would think that, uh, well, I guess... The Spider-Man franchise is technically owned by uh, Sony when it comes to uh, television and film. Although I think Marvel Studios co-owns the rights when it comes to television. So I'm surprised that it's going to Amazon as opposed to Disney Plus. But either way, uh, I'd love to see that. I hope it's the exact same character though. Oh man. Because he is played a little bit different here than he is in the comics. I actually like this version in this movie more because he's very, it's it's just, it's more like a, a spoof on 1930s uh, like film noir kind of stuff. Um, it's not quite as dark as the comics are, but yeah, he's a great character. Sure. No, I love the noir dialect and a way of speaking. And uh, it's just so much fun. And I would Uh, love to see a series based on that. Nicolas Cage crushed it for sure. (laughs) Oh, well, before we get into trivia, do you have a favorite Spider-Man moment? My favorite Spider-Man moment, um... Just I think mainly because I saw the the movie yesterday again um, is from this film into the Spider-Verse. And it's the moment where uh, Miles Morales dons his black Spider-Man costume and makes his leap of faith, as it were. Uh, that's what Peter Parker referred to it as, where uh, he leaps off the building and essentially becomes his own version of Spider-Man. It, there's just something very um visceral and inspiring sure. and just cool, How, whatever that means to you, it, it's it's a great, fantastic moment that for some reason always kind of makes me choke up a little bit. I don't know why it does though. Uh, it's, it's just, it's just a, a, great realisa- it's a great moment of realization of potential. I think that really stands out. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's not exactly like an exciting scene, but I could still feel my heart beat a little harder watching mm-hmm. that scene. It really did pull at you. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's a combination of the music. And you know, the visuals in, in this this movie are just insane. They're insanity. You know, you, there's no other cartoon that I've ever seen that's like this. So um it just has the whole package, I think. You know what, now that you do say that moment, though, this feels very familiar. I feel like you might have mentioned this in your Captain America or Spider-Man Homecoming episode as well. Maybe I did. I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> it's been a while. I can't exactly remember either, but uh I've I have heard that moment before and I want to say it was from you. Okay, yeah, it might be. Well, I th- yeah, I think you asked asked me my favorite Marvel moment and my favorite Captain America moment and uh yeah, I think we've gone through a few of these, but Sure. Yeah, I think we have. <laughs> but you're the Marvel guy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's what I bill myself as. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, before we get started with trivia, to my current listeners out there, thank you so much for listening. Make sure you rate and subscribe and get some friends to do the same. You can also send in your own trivia, email the show, and sign up for my Patreon to get four sweet bonus episodes a month. But more on that, after some trivia, Joe, are you ready to go? I, yeah, I think I'm ready. I mean, it's a dense film, so I'm a little nervous, but it really is. uh, I I watched the film. Yeah. So we should be good. Well, uh, again, just to show how dense this movie is for the easy round, I only have four questions that I thought were actually easy and the rest what? is just medium. And same with the medium round, it gets into hard pretty quick. And uh, I'm going to try and balance it out as much as I can. Oh, so I got the uh, the hard version of, of, of your trivia. Yeah. Yes, you did. Oh, man. All right. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Starting with round one, question number one. After dropping him off, Miles' dad turns on the police siren, not letting Miles enter school without what? Question number two, when Miles gets to school, a girl tells him what, which he says is a choice. Question number three, Uncle Aaron takes Miles into the subway to do what? Question number four, who seems to be in charge of the collider machine that opens dimensions? Question number five, who is Uncle Aaron's alter ego? Question number six, what's unique about the design of Miles's Spidey suit? Question number seven, who is the woman scientist that works for Kingpin? And question number eight, for two points, what else can Miles do that Peter B. can't? All right, go back to question number one. After dropping him off, Miles's dad turns on the police siren, not letting Miles enter school without what? Uh, before saying I love you back uh to him. It was a great dad moment. I always love that. <laughs> yeah, before saying I love you. First day of school, new kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll that'll stick with him for a while. Yeah, I, I hope uh, as a, a father-to-be in the next few months coming up, super excited for that. Uh, I'm totally going to do that. I'm, I'm going to be like, I'm going to be embarrassing <laughs> her, lo- loving her. And uh, yeah, she has to say it back. I don't have, uh you know, a megaphone thing, but, uh, you know, we'll find a way. We'll make it work. We'll make it work. <laughs> Question number two. When Miles gets to school, a girl tells him what, which he says is a choice. Uh, she tells him that his shoelace is untied. Uh, which comes up a few times throughout the beginning of this film. Uh, I thought that was... Yes, it does. They set it up really nice, though. Yeah, yeah, his shoe's untied. Uh, Does he trip over it at some point? Yeah, the big payoff is when he's uh, preparing to jump off of a building for the first time to test his abilities. He ends up tripping over his laces, falling down, and breaking the the goober. (laughs) More on that later. Question number three. Uncle Aaron takes Miles into the subway to do what? Uh, to spray some graffiti, for some graffiti. Yep, yep. And they had some cool designs. They did the co- yeah. The color palette on this entire film was oh, just really eye popping. I thought it, I thought it was really good. Yeah, yeah. Whole movie. I also liked how they kind of um, it almost looked like when things were in focus, you could see the the ben Day dots. Um, yeah, and which were these? Which are basically these little uh, colored dots that used to show up in old comic books when there were printing misalignments. Um, uh, I thought it was just a cool kind of way to tie everything back into the comic books. Mm-hmm, same. Question number four, who seems to be in charge of the collider machine that opens dimensions? Uh, that would be the Kingpin. Kingpin is correct. Uh, you know, I think I just might have had this conversation on the last episode or two of Spider-Man, but uh, do you have any idea of who we might see in the next Spider-Man movie as the villain? I feel like all the main ones... I feel like I'm, I've almost already seen. Yeah, well, I think the villain of the next Spider-Man movie is supposed to be the spot. In the, uh, in the, into the Spider-Verse or into the live action? Oh, in the live, uh, in the next Spider-Verse movie, I think it's going to be the spot. Yeah. In terms of live action, I have no idea. They could go Scorpion, they could go with, uh... Scorpion's been teased for a while now. Yeah. Yeah, there's not too many left. Um... Especially when like you have characters like the Shocker that were kind of done a little bit of disservice, like in Spider-Man Homecoming. Um, but yeah, the, the Scorpion is the big one that sticks out in my mind. Sure, sure. What about Kingpin? Kingpin, they are saving for the Daredevil TV show. So I don't think that would happen. Okay. But you never know. You never know. I mean, Vincent D'Onofrio is a fantastic Kingpin in the MCU. So yeah, yeah, he was. Question number five. Who is Uncle Aaron's alter ego? Uh, his alter ego is the Prowler. The prowler is correct. I was gonna say he's super scary in this movie. Like usually he was kind of like a cool character within the comic books, but he is I forgot how absolutely terrifying he is in this movie. With good music accompanying him every time he's on screen, just this like very foreboding music. Yeah, it was like this uh, synthesized howl sound. Mm-hmm. Um That, yeah, just sends shivers down your spine every time you see him. He reminds me kind of of how they treated the Winter Soldier in that Captain America with the Winter Soldier movie, where every time he showed up, he had this really eerie uh, audio motif. Um, It was really well done here. Yeah. Uh, This is 100% a moment I remember talking to you about in Homecoming trivia, Mm. where, uh, man, Danny Glover's character mentions he has a nephew- yeah, Donald Glover. Um, Donald Glover, I'm sorry. Plays Aaron Jones in that movie. Uh, and they kind of like set up the fact that, you know, he's he's the same one from the Ultimate Comics. Um, and that he has a nephew and that is Miles Morales. But they never really did anything with it, which is a shame because uh, I, I think Donald Glover right now has, is in talks with Sony to produce a, a movie called Hypno Hustler which uh, will, is based in the Spider-Man universe. He only showed up like two times in the comics. Um, there's a lot of like one-off characters that Sony's trying to milk, like Hypno Hustler and El Muerto starring uh, Bad Bunny, the musician. And I'm like, I have no interest in that stuff. What are you guys doing? I've, you know, I, I was a fan of the TV show. I've never heard of these guys before. No. Yeah, no one has. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I haven't and I'm I'm Marvelous Joe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, so. that's saying something. <laughs> question number six what's unique about the design of miles's spidey suit um well it's black it's a black suit with uh with red gloves and the spray painted red spider emblem i think the spray paint is what i was looking for he did make it with uh his graffiti again yeah i love that too i really love how he they kind of let him be himself give his visual touch onto his own suit you know and th- that's not the case in the comics like it's not spray painted but in this one they in this movie they really ran with that graffiti angle and you know he is an artist you know seemed doodling at the beginning of the film um i just thought it, it, it was a nice touch it really was question number seven who is the woman scientist that works for kingpin uh olivia octavius doc ock doc ock dr olivia octavius is correct uh i had a question about her tentacles do you know what those were they weren't the typical metal we usually associate doc ock with no they um they, well they they were like rubber or plastic they kind of look like one of those crazy straws right sure sure yeah but i think that just they made them that way so that they were more collapsible a little bit more practical so she could hide them easier because sure. doc ock can't really hide his his uh metallic harness that well so i think that's what they were going for here we just i just recorded spider-man 2 trivia recently and there is a scene where doc ock sneaks into a bank oh that's right and takes off his overcoat and all his tentacles come out and we're like come on <laughs> all those tentacles wait a second here. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big guy that just walked in here wearing a big trench coat yep not suspicious no i i love that movie though yeah uh, classic so good uh just re-watching those those It felt like those movies really did hold up. They were a lot of fun to watch again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And question number eight for two points. What else can Miles do that Peter B can't? He could turn invisible and he Mm -hmm. has his Venom Blast, uh, which is an electric blast thing. I don't know why they call it the Venom Blast uh, because, you know, there's a villain called Venom who has a vastly different power set. Yeah. And nothing to do with electricity, but that's what they call it. Uh, So that's what I call it. Yeah, yeah. I turn invisible. Uh, I had electric fingers, or I think maybe Peter B. might have called it Venom Strike. Venom Strike, yeah. Yeah. But either way, and I think Peter B. named it too. Like it wasn't an established thing. Yeah, yeah. He all of a sudden just referred it, but referred to it by its established name uh, in the comics. But it kind of came out of nowhere. I I, I don't know if that kind of left casual viewers in the dark as to what he was referring to. But I think, you know, through context clues, people, people understand. Sure, sure. At the end of round one, you are nine for eight right now. Heck yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of multiple point questions here uh, in the easy and medium rounds, but in the hard, I got a couple. Okay, good, because I rely on those a lot. I might make you work for it a little, but <laughs> they're coming. They're coming. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but starting with the medium round with question number nine, What move does Uncle Aaron tell Miles to do on the girl he likes at school? Question number 10. Who is the giant monster that Spider-Man calls Norman? Question number 11. What does Kingpin want to do with the collider? Question number 12. What is the name of the Japanese girl and pig Spider-Man? Question number 13, above all, what's one of the most important things Spider-Man needs to be able to do? Question number 14, Spider-Man Noir plays with a Rubik's Cube and asks about what? And question number 15, what are Spider-Pig's last words? Go back to question number 9, what move does Uncle Aaron tell Miles to do on the girl he likes at school? Ah, uh, the shoulder touch, where uh, you you put your hand on the girl you like's shoulder, and you you just kind of pause and say, "Hey, I can't I can't do it. I can't do the deep, the deep voice." But uh, it's it's so funny in the movie. <laughs> no, 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 not like that. Hey, <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> I don't know if that actually works because I've never tried it because I've never been brave enough to try it. But I bet you, you know, if you if you have the right level of confidence where you would actually you know attempt it, I bet you it definitely works. The way Uncle Aaron does it, it works. Absolutely. Yeah, he's a pro. Uh, Question number 10. In a scene that took me by surprise here, who was the giant monster that Spider-Man calls Norman? Uh, That's the Green Goblin. It's the ultimate version of the Green Goblin, although he's like massive in this movie. I have have no idea why. Huge. I thought he was almost like a dragon at first that Spider-Man was fighting, and then he called him Norman or the Green Goblin. I was like, no way. That's That's an interesting take. Yeah, in the uh so like the Ultimate Spider-Verse kind of played fast and loose with uh readapting its characters. In that version it basically turned uh, the goblin formula, the Oz formula turned Norman Osborn into this monster who could instead of having like his pumpkin bombs, he could throw fireballs. It was interesting. He was kind of like a dragon, yeah, and also like Mario. Re- like <laughs> Bowser? <laughs> no, like Mario throwing fireballs. Oh, right right right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question number 11, and for a two part that we'll ask next year. What does Kingpin want to do with the Collider? He wants to bring back uh, his family who died in a car accident um, after witnessing him beat up Spider Man. Basically, they freaked out. Absolutely correct. Uh, again, a moment that I forgot about. I was wondering what Kingpin's motivations were again. Mm-hmm. Uh, rewatching this movie. But for an additional two points, what are the names of Kingpin's wife and son? Oh <laughs> Vanessa Fisk. Yes. And uh oh. What is the son's name? Is it like Philip or Richard? Philip. Richard is correct. Richard. Okay. All right. So I knew it was like one of those two syllables, you know, second letters and I type situations there. <laughs> I guess Philip is the third letter. I don't know. (laughs) Close enough. Oh, man. Uh, Question for 12 for maybe three points here. What is the name of the Japanese girl and pig Spider-Man? The Japanese girl, her name is Penny Parker, and Mm -hmm. um, she pilots the spider vehicle. And then you have Spider-Ham, Peter Porker. Peter Porker and Spider-Ham were for that additional two there. And Penny Parker. Good for another three points. Awesome, yeah i I cannot stress enough to you how much I love Peter Parker. Uh, <laughs> just everything about the character, how he's he's not even a, a, a real pig. He was a spider who was bitten by a radioactive pig, in this case, Aunt May. He's he was a spider that lived in Aunt May's basement. Um, it, it's just everything about it, about it is brilliant. Like all the puns in that cartoony. Uh, alternate universe for for Spider-Man. It's like Looney Tunes, right? Um, It's brilliant. Like he he fights like Dr. Doom and like everybody has their own like animal pun name and it's glorious. It's really well executed. Uh, I wasn't familiar with this animal pun universe. Um, Again, I wasn't sure how a cartoon pig was going to work in this movie, but again, really (laughs) worked. Uh, Other than Dr. Doom, do, do you have any other like one or two other animal pun names that you might remember? Oh, I was trying to remember some off the top of my head. Um, let's see. Uh, I know Captain America was like a beagle and I can't remember what his name was. Um, I can't think of an, a single other one now that I'm on the spot. Uh, Dr. Doom and Peter Porker's pretty good for me. Uh, <laughs> but I have to wonder, does Doc Ock get another one? He's an actual octopus. Okay. He's called Dr. Octopus, yeah. Yeah, that's right. right. (laughs) Uh, Well, question number 13 here. Above all, what's one of the most important things Spider-Man needs to be able to do? This one seems vague, but I'm going to say... Peter B. mentions it a couple times, and especially when they all meet all the other Spider-Men together in the shed, they kind of almost put in through like some rough training and tell him that he needs to be able to do this to get back up to get back up is what I was looking for. I thought that okay. was mentioned a lot in this movie. It was. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't sure what you were looking for, <laughs> but you got it. All right. How, um, when you write out your answers to these questions, are they, do you have, are they pretty concise? Cause I noticed that sometimes I draw on with my answers and I'm wondering if you're just looking for like a specific phrase or something. They're usually pretty quick, but, um, again, uh, if you want to add more so that we can talk about the moment more, you're more than welcome to. Okay. Yeah. I just, <laughs> I don't know. I, I wasn't sure if you were like, that's, you, we just needed the first part of that and we were, we would have been good. <laughs> uh, you know, well, when you mentioned that thing with, uh, Fisk's family, I did have all that written out as well, just in case, uh, for extra <laughs> details there too. Yeah. So you're totally fine. Uh, question number 14, mentioning one of my favorites here. Spider Man Noir plays with a Rubik's Cube and asks about what? Uh, he asks if this is the color purple or something. Is that right? Uh, you know what? It's close to purple. Oh. Uh, or. No, what? Uh, oh, I thought it was purple. Um, uh, I, don't, I don't know if purple's found on a Rubik's Cube. It's not. I thought that's why. He asked it, but I could be entirely wrong. Um, You know what? I think I'm going to give it to you here. He asks if it's blue, but I think he's just asking about colors in general. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, was it blue? I'm totally way off. But I I love his whole interaction with the cube um, and how he brings it back to his universe and everything. Coming from the black and white area that has never seen color before. (laughs) Right. And I, I thought it was funny how, like, I think it was in the end credits or so, you see that he solved the cube, but uh, I don't even know if he knows that he solved the cube, you know? How would he know? He wouldn't. Man, uh, everything about Spider-Man Noir is just great. Yeah, yeah. Um, but speaking of a moment I think you referenced earlier, question number 15, what are Spider-Ham's last words? <laughs> That's all, folks. <laughs> <laughs> That's all, folks, is correct. Yeah. And then Peter B going, is that even legal? <laughs> like, <laughs> I I don't think it is. They I mm, I wonder if they had to get the rights to it or if just addressing the legality was kind of their way of saying, hey, please don't sue us over this thing. Um, but no, I guess, yeah, uh, Porky Pig is owned by Warner Brothers. Sure. Uh, which is not Sony or Disney. So I, I don't know what they did there. But it was hilarious. It was worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. At the end of the medium round, you are 20 for 15 right now. Awesome, did I get the the blue slash purple answer? Uh, you know, I'm get I was giving it to you. He was just struggling with the color. Was really what I was looking for. Okay, okay. I mean, sure. Okay, that works. All right, cool. I wouldn't have given it to me. I would have been. I would have been hard. Yeah, I would have been like, nope, you get it wrong. But uh, that's why I like coming on the show. <laughs> I feel like I get the answers right even when I get them wrong. <laughs> I will be asking for a couple more specifics. With this hard around here. Oh boy. All right. But I got five questions left here, starting with question number 16. As always, what is Stan Lee's cameo appearance? Question number 17 for two points. What number and brand does the spider that bites Miles have on it? Question number 18 for four points. In the beginning, Spider-Man says he has a comic book and what other things? Question number 19, when Miles asks Peter B. for tips, what two does he give him? And part two of that, when Doc Ock tells Kingpin a black hole could form under Brooklyn, Peter B. tells Miles this is pretty standard Spider-Man stakes, and says Kingpin will say what next? And question number 20, all about the other Spider-Men. Gwen says she couldn't save her best friend Peter Parker in her dimension, who appeared to be what? Uh, what other Spider-Man character? And part two of that, what does Noir Spider-Man take with him to his dimension? And what does Spider-Ham give Miles? Going back to question number 16. As always, what is Stan Lee's cameo appearance? Stanley Lee is a, a costume shop salesman. Uh, he sells Miles his costume. It was, uh, a particularly touching performance because this is the movie that uh, came out right after Stanley died. So this was like his first movie appearance that we saw uh, a- after his passing. And it was a little bit just more um, just sad because of that. Right, right. Um, I didn't know if it was this, or I guess I might've thought it was Captain Marvel, I think because she does a little quick thing with uh, his book when she's checking if he's a, a scroll uh a thank you a scroll <laughs> and uh you know there's some nice music that plays which doesn't usually happen with him it's usually like he has a funny one liner or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but this time she does it it does a nice little music moment that I thought was more you know as a tribute to him yeah you might be right maybe I'm just thinking that well th- these both of these both Captain Marvel and this movie came out in 2018 i want to say 20. 20- That's what I want to say. 17 or 18, right? Because Endgame was 2018, right? Endgame was 2019. 19, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Captain Marvel had to come out in 2019. So that was his next live action appearance, was in Captain Marvel, which came out in 2019. Gotcha. Right before Endgame. And then, I hope I'm right about this, by the way. I don't know. Somebody (laughs) fact check me. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think that's how it went because no, yeah, this movie definitely came out in December of 2018 um, because it came out right, I remember two weeks before Aquaman and Jonathan and I were having a hard time determining how we were going to, which order we were going to review these films on our podcast. Gotcha. <laughs> we uh, we think of time in terms of podcast. There we go. Yeah. Ex- oh, geez. <laughs> you have no idea or you listeners probably don't have an idea if you don't have a, a podcast, but Brian, you definitely have an idea. <laughs> uh question number 17 for two points what number and brand does the spider that bites miles have on it uh 42 yes which comes up a few times in the movie and uh the brand is alchemax absolutely correct alchemax alchemax one of those uh alchemax yeah max okay yeah um does 42 have any significance uh there were 42 spiders that uh oscorp made in the ultimate comics Um, In this movie, it's not Oscorp that makes the spider, it's Alchemax, which is uh, an organization that Peter Parker uh, worked at during his time in the comics. So they kind of combined origins there, or companies, basically. Gotcha. Uh, Again, I can't see 42 without thinking of The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Right. Yeah, that's what I think it's a reference to. Um, It has to be. Um, Because I guess, you know, just the fact that there were 42 spiders has no real special significance. Other than, you know, as a a cool pop culture reference, I think. Um, And the fact that it shows up so often here seems to imply that it has this special meaning, but, you know, it really doesn't. It was just, you know, the number of the spider. Maybe multiverse and galaxy are somewhat mixed up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I like to think, too. You know, it's, it's, it's just, it's so, you know, beyond there. Yeah. It's so beyond any sort of comprehension that we understand that we, we can understand that uh, it it goes out into the vast multiverse, Spider-Verse of things. Sure. I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Question number 18 for four points. In the beginning, Spider-Man says he has a comic book and what other things? Um, Well, uh, there's a So-So Popsicle. I remember that one. That was great. Yep. Um, does the Christmas album count? Yes, it does. He has a comic book, a Christmas album, popsicle. I'm looking for another food and another music-related thing. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to blank on both of those. Another food. I'm going to start with that one because that one seems like it would be easier out of the two. Um, oh, I know. It's the theme song, right? The Spider-Man theme song. An excellent theme song is another. Yep. Yeah. Okay the food thing you said this at the beginning this is one of those moments that just flash by on the screen you know he was going over so many things oh speaking of did you catch the names of some of those christmas album songs yes i couldn't i can't remember There were spidey (laughs) bells they they were were all great though so many cool like funny easter eggs in this movie good puns i cannot remember what the food is Totally fine. You got a Christmas album, an excellent theme song, a so-so popsicle, and a cereal. A cereal. That's right. Ugh. That should have been obvious, but. I don't know about that. I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, if you're going to assign any food to a superhero, I think I've had quite a few cereals in my time that have actually had superheroes on them. So, yeah. That's true. They do just put anybody's picture on a cereal box. Yep. Yep. As long as you're a superhero. Yep uh question number 19 for two points here when miles asks peter b for tips what two does he give him uh the disinfect the mask yes and baby powder in the suit absolutely correct good for another two points and a part two of that when doc ock tells kingpin a black hole could form under brooklyn peter b tells miles this is pretty standard spider-man stakes and says kingpin will say what next you have twenty four hours. <laughs> Absolutely correct. <laughs> so good. <laughs> See what did I tell you? Oh boy! Phil Lord and Chris Miller know how to write comedy, and I'm I'm hoping that the next movie across the Spider Verse has just uh, quality gags. Man, uh, these guys were the same ones that did, I believe, Lego Movie and Mitchell versus the Machines as well, which were yeah. ten out of ten movies for me. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're great writers. I guess a little bit unorthodox, which is why they got kicked off of the Solo movie. Uh, but, um, you know, they're they're geniuses as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I'll be covering those other two later this year. I'm very excited for trivia on those. Oh, nice. Yeah, I can't wait for that. And question number 20, all about the other spider man here. Gwen says she couldn't save her best friend, Peter Parker, in her dimension, who appeared to be what other Spider-Man character? Uh, the Lizard. The lizard is correct. Yeah. Yeah. That was comics accurate. Yeah. He, uh, Peter Parker was her friend. And when she became Spider-Woman, he tried to uh, create his own um, superpowers, as it were, by experimenting with lizards. He was essentially that universe's Kurt Connors in a way and uh, gave himself lizard powers. And then she had to kill him because he went crazy basically. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. Deep stuff, hardcore stuff. Let's end on a lighter note then here with part two (laughs) of that. Uh, What does Spider-Man Noir take with him to his dimension? And what does Spider-Ham give Miles? Uh, Spider-Man Noir takes home the Rubik's Cube. Yep. And Spider-Ham gives Peter uh, a sledgehammer, a cartoon mallet, wooden mallet thing. A cartoon hammer and a Rubik's Cube is correct. Do you remember what else is special about that hammer that Spider-Ham says? Uh, he says it'll fit in your pocket. <laughs> Hammer, that'll fit in his pocket. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, that, that's pretty interesting. So, he also had the anvil that he dropped. Um, and those two powers are part... It, it's like actual, actually a special power that Spider-Man has. Spider-Ham? Sp- yeah, spider, Spider-Ham has. Okay. Um, <laughs> in addition to Spider-Sense, he also has Spider-Nonsense which is the greater danger he's in, the more cartoony he becomes. So that's where that comes from. Wow. Uh, That's pretty great because, again, we've seen everything that Tom and Jerry put themselves through. These guys are basically immortal uh, when when it comes down to it. And, uh, man, but that hammer that'll fit in your pocket gag just just got me. It's quality, yeah. I like that a lot. Oh, Joe, at the end of trivia, you have a 33 out of 20. Congratulations. Awesome. Okay. So I know I didn't get the serial one, but, you know, as long as I'm batting 1,200 or so, I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> really good. 13 additional points from just those last five questions. Nice. Uh, well, before we get to the bonus round, would you like to plug your stuff? Yeah. Uh, my brother and I, Jonathan, we host the Dynamic Duel podcast, which is a Marvel versus DC podcast. Um, basically we have two types of episodes. The first type are review episodes where we discuss the latest Marvel and DC movies and shows that have come out as well as, uh, your favorites from the past. And the second type of episode we do is called a dual episode in which we take comparable characters from the Marvel and DC universes and speculate on how a battle between them would go before running their statistics in a, uh, Monte Carlo simulator that reveals who would actually win. That's it. It's a really cool podcast and everybody you have fight each other is always such an interesting matchup. And I'm always a fan to see that stuff there. Yeah, we had a a really funny episode where we pit Spider-Ham versus the terrific What's It? Uh, the What's It being the Flash's pet turtle. He recently made an appearance in the League of Super Pets film. I don't know if you saw that. It was an animated cartoon film that went to theaters. I have not seen that one. It looked funny, though. We it kind of played out like a uh, roadrunner versus wily e. coyote type uh, 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 scenario. Yeah, and it was it was a blast to discuss. So, <laughs> yeah, I would recommend checking that out if you like Spider Ham as much as I do. <laughs> uh, and again, links to all of Joe's stuff are in the show notes, so be sure to check it all out there. We are about to record a bonus episode, so if you'd like to check that out, you can listen to all the bonus episodes on Patreon for just $2 a month. Head on over to iTunes to drop a rating and tell someone you know about the show. It would really mean a lot. Lastly, if you have questions of your own or answers to any of mine, feel free to email me at tvtriviapod at gmail.com or reach out on any of the socials at tvtriviapod. Joe, thank you again so much for being here. You crushed it. I'm excited to run through these bonus questions with you. Oh, me too. And I, I just want to let your listeners know, uh, join Brian's Patreon, guys. He he puts a lot of work into the show. You guys probably have no idea how hard it is to write these trivia questions. It's really hard. He totally deserves your generosity. Um, and the bonus episodes are just more of what you already love. So, definitely do it. I appreciate that, Joe. It means a lot. For sure. Uh, listeners, thank you. And stay tuned for more trivia.